KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, hour two, lunchtime, top of the hour, top of the day, middle of the uh, United States. It's lunchtime on KMOX. We have one more hour of the Helitech Home Improvement Show. A special guest in the studio, John Courtney, still with me. We're going to talk about the rain and such. We've got all sorts of things happening throughout the Midwest. Weather is happening. Uh, remember here, two to three, from two to three today, we're going to start gathering snow that will accumulate to somewhere around two to three inches, depending upon where you are in the KMOX listing area, and that could be a five-state area. So stay tuned, more to happen there. Uh, regarding the snow melt, I got into that a little bit in hour one. Remember, once the rain stops and we go to the snow, that's the time to put down the snow melt because the wet pavement will actually somewhat uh, uh, liquefy the pebbles, or material of your ice melt and somewhat put a barrier on it. If you fail to put anything down, that wet pavement, the water that's already soaked into your concrete, stone, brick, whatever it is, uh, that will turn to ice and it will turn to ice below the surface as well. So it will take a very long time for that ice to melt and for that walking surface to become safe um, uh, again. Uh, so keep in mind, get that snow melt down right when the when the snow starts. Uh, spread it around and uh, get her done because once you get that down, it kind of stays put until the next big rainstorm. Uh, speaking of rain, uh, John Courtney has been nice enough to uh, step away from his family this weekend and a little bit to come in and talk to us here on K. KMOX. Phone lines are open to talk to John or me, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, and toll-free 800-925-1120. John Courtney, thank you for coming in this busy Saturday uh, right after the holidays. I appreciate your stopping by. No, Scott, uh, again, thank you for having me in. Obviously, uh, you know, with all the rains coming in, this is probably more pressing time to let the listeners know you know, if they're having water issues or any type of uh, flooding issues or foundation crack leaking, it, it, anything that's that's driving them nuts, a uh, better word, uh, give us a call at Helitech. We have solutions to permanently fix these once and for all. Um, been successful for doing this, like I said, for almost five decades. And it's because of the product that we have at Helitech truly do heal the homes. They do work. They are a lifetime transferable warranty, so it's not a one-time fix. This is a permanent fix. So when you sell that home to Joe and Susie, you can sell that with peace of mind that you have fixed this home and given them a great, healthy home. And uh, for us at Helitech, we strive to make sure that every homeowner gets the right solution for whatever issue they have versus just throwing the Cadillac system at something that might be minor. We don't try to do that. We try to make sure that they, they get a specific design on the specific issue that they have there. And it's just for us, it gives us peace of mind knowing that we gave that homeowner the right repair. John, let's talk a little bit about the future and the shape of things to come. With the saturated soil, this water that's down deep, we're about to head into some deep freeze months of January and February. Uh, what's right around the corner and what can homeowners uh, be aware of? What, what can they watch for as this soil freezes? 
you know, that, that's you're right, Scott. As, as the temperatures are freezing and, and, and warming and freezing and warming, it, it adds moisture to that ground, which builds up a word of, we use called hydrostatic pressure. And what that means is water moving water. And as we all know, water is very strong. And it can do havoc on the home, coming in where the floor and the walls meet, or even maybe push on the foundation walls to create cracking there. As a homeowner, what you want to be is proactive. As when I go to a, a, a home, I walk around the outside with the homeowner, and we start looking at where do the downspouts drain to? Do they have negative grade, negative slope coming to the house? We want to start by making sure we can get the water away as much as we can from the home to really keep it healthy. And then through those processes with this, you know, with the drying or the, the, the thawing of the snow and the more rains that are coming in with spring, that ground gets so oversaturated that it sometimes it just doesn't matter what you do as a homeowner by being proactive. It, you get that water table just starts to build up and push into the house. And yeah, when those yeah. things happen, go down and check your sump pump. If you haven't never checked it, you know, take a little bucket of water, dump it in there, see if it turns on. Where does that sump pump discharge at? I can't tell you how many times, you know, people think, I got a sump pump, but the discharge line just going two inches outside the wall and just reciphering itself. Mm-hmm. You, you got to make sure that you're getting the water away. And if you don't know, and most consumers don't, it, call us at Helitech. Our number is 1-800-246-9721. And again, it's 1-800-246-9721. It's free for our men to come out there, take a look, and see what the right solution is. Or if anything, just be proactive. And if you've got no issues, you just want to make sure you're good to go, give us a call. We'd be more than happy to come out and take a look for you. Right on. Hey, John, thanks for sticking around. Appreciate it. Uh, if you have calls for John or me, uh, we're going to get to the phones right after we come back for this on University of KMOX. Stay tuned for more right around the corner on KMOX. All right, welcome back. Lunchtime here, KMOX, uh, hour two. Uh, stay tuned, retire ready coming up after home improvement today. Uh, so right here on KMOX. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here and get Bosco the gerbil all ready to turn out 50,000 watts uh, and start with Linda. Hey, Linda, uh, good afternoon. How may I help you here on KMOX? Hi, Scott. Uh, my question is, we have a room that was added on to our home. It was added on in 1976. We've never had a problem with it until the past two years. It, it's a drafty room. Is there a company that we can call to come out and find out where this draft is coming from? Or is it something that we just have to figure out ourselves? Oh, Linda, there are uh, uh, about uh, 10, 15 years ago, uh, uh-huh. we started doing a thing as an industry called uh, basically gathering the exact data you're talking about. And what you're really looking for is a blower door test. Think of it as sealing up your house, turning off your pilot lights to, you know, gas log, water heater, whatever, and putting Uh an enormous vacuum cleaner on your house and sucking the air out of it so badly that everything leaks enormously more. Uh, And Uh then you basically can go around the windows, the doors, the baseboards, the electrical outlets, uh, ceiling outlets for electric uh, lights, all that sort of thing, and find out exactly where the leaks come from. The people trained to test for this in a 
blower door test uh, mm-hmm. really can tell you what the solutions are. Uh, there are um, energy audits, which are walkthroughs without the blower door test. Um, general, they, they can tell you where the leaks are for the most part, and your electrical utility most often does those free of charge. But if you really want to know where it leaks and how much and how badly, and they can even put a dollars and cents number on what it takes to leak that uh, to fix that leak um, and what you're losing in energy bills. It's a blower door test. Uh, uh-huh. And you're, you're welcome to call our office for somebody that can do a blower door test at Mosby Building Arts. We don't do those anymore because uh, the utility started giving away these audits. So it wasn't we, we just couldn't pay the people to perform uh-huh. these very comprehensive tests. I see. Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome, Linda. And you'll find um, that uh, in 1970, did you change a furnace here recently or something? Probably uh, five years ago. Okay. Um, Furnaces typically um, change a a new uh, air handler uh, in a forced air furnace uh, changes the air more often so if you have an underserved return air, which additions are famous for, um, uh-huh. our, our industry doesn't quite understand pressures uh, quite well enough um, because we keep doing it the same way. Uh, but it's the more your furnace runs, the more the blower runs, the more it sucks in uh, outside air and makes your house leak in an artificial blower door type situation. So going to a modern or upgraded furnace, many times uh-huh. what you describe as we didn't notice it until a couple of years ago well before a couple of years ago we had some pretty mild winters and then uh-huh. you know so your new furnace may contribute to this feeling where it's it's mechanically moving more air for recommended ACH or air changes per hour which is good for health and all those good things for you know indoor air uh-huh. quality so that's why you may have noticed it in the last two years but it, it okay. may be the related. other thing the other thing that we had uh taken care of was having insulation in the attic changed Mm -hmm. uh we have a ridge vent okay and the 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 vents on the sides of the house were both closed off when the ridge vent was added oh my oh you mean the gable yeah the gable understood that makes sense do you have an overhang with low intakes at the front and the back of the house yes uh uh-huh Okay, that should work out. Uh, okay, if, but they closed them off, but when when they added this insulation, mm-hmm. they removed those uh, coverings from there, and that's when this draft, we think, appeared. Hmm. Well, there are, possible? yeah, um, frankly, uh, it depends on who took them off and why there are, rare occasions where removing those are wise but typically if you have intake at the eaves at the front and the back overhang of the house and a ridge uh-huh. vent or you know whirly birds whatever the top vent is pan vents you have intake low exhaust high 
And if you cover those two end vents, then you negate the intake of the low overhangs uh, in your short cycle because, you know, that air will take the path of least resistance. So I suspect those ends probably need to be covered back over. Uh, but a blower door uh, person who comes out to do this test, they will understand uh-huh. all of this stuff. And, okay. And it's not a cheap date. It'll, you know, it can be anywhere from 400 to $700 for a real comprehensive test. Um, uh-huh. We found a lot of carbon monoxide unsafe situations, leaking gas pipes doing this. Uh, it's kind of a safety test for the house as well as energy. So anyway, I'm I'm really kind of sad that the industry moved away from doing this because it was, uh, it was really holding accountable uh, the contractors to really do it right because the consumer could find out exactly what was wrong with their house. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give your company a call then. Okay. We'll uh, we'll find somebody we can refer to you then on this. Thank you very much for your help. All right, Linda, thanks for the call. Uh, next up, I'm trying to catch up a little bit here, uh, see what's happening with my friend John. John, are you still ha- holding on there on KMOX, my friend? I am here. All right, yeah. sir, how can I help you? Well, I have a question for both you and your guest. Um, my first and most important question, I've got a, a vinyl siding problem. I've got a bad power wash job on the uh, contractor I think didn't uh, dilute the chemical properly, was probably bright, sunny, hot, and they didn't wash it off fast. So though it kind of etched the uh, streaks into the siding, and um, obviously it doesn't wash off. It's that's etched into the surface, and you can see the streaks real nice. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, do I replace the siding? Or I looked up some things, and there seems to be there's a company that, create, that makes a clear coating for vinyl siding that they claim to be just the thing for what I want to do. So I just didn't know if you had any experience with this type of problem or not. Well, it depends on what the streaks are uh, with this, uh, uh, John. Primarily, if it's a mildew and the streaks, you can basically have the bleach or the treated chemical that literally, um, if you don't scrub that siding, you know, a, a really dirty vinyl siding from a dark black mold situation or mildew, um, frankly, the streaks could be where it's clean. Uh, so it, it may be an incomplete finished uh, or unfinished scrubbing of the siding because once you put bleach uh, on the case that, here. It is? Not the case. Not, not the, the case. case. We've okay, scrubbed sir. over it. We've rinsed it. And actually, a contractor came out again. Okay. Now, what's happened? The chemical has etched into the surface. Mm. And now, instead of having a gloss where the chemical was, now it's yeah. dull. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You can try this out for yourself because that clear coat material is a... Do you remember the floor wax in kitchens? Clear floor wax, clear never yellows, all that sort of thing? Sure. That is that is an acrylic clear coat. Um, it is used on floors. Um, it is used on automobiles. It is used on all sorts of things. Um, but it is still acrylic floor wax. If if you basically take some of this, put it on a sponge, you'll need to wait for a warm day, wipe it on a lower, you know, not often seen part of your siding. Uh, it will get very shiny. 
because it's an acrylic shine, uh, it's the same product we use to clear coat exposed aggregate concrete uh, for driveways when you want to see the rocks and the pebble f- surfaces shine. So that's the acrylic product. Um, I'm not familiar with applying it to a siding. Uh, it's like painting. Once you start painting vinyl siding, you're painting and painting, painting, painting again, because, you know, shine will not last with the sun. So it's the beginning of your paint dance that you own vinyl siding. So frankly, my instinct is if you're at that point, I would move to replace the siding, uh, frankly, before I clear coat it. But uh, clear coating right. will correct this situation in a short term. All right, that's the answer for me on that. I have a friend of mine who's got some cracks in her basement wall hmm. and a new one and an old one. The old one has been repaired twice by the builder, and she just got a quote from Helitech, and that's a good quote. Nice. Uh, but they're saying they need to put carbon fiber fiber in, I guess, with their epoxy or whatever they inject of that. And I thought, okay, what's the technology behind putting carbon fiber in there? What makes that different than what some of these other guys do? Well, John, we happen to have the expert here, John Courtney, Helitech. How can you help? John, that's a great question. Typically, epoxy injection is designed for a water stoppage. And if, like you said, the builders probably repaired the same crack twice, tells me that there's probably pressure and it's ripping that crack open a few times. The carbon fiber bond injection is basically does two things. It stops the water, but it keeps any tension from pushing on that crack from ripping open again. So it's it's designed to make sure that if you're going to drywall in front of that or you're going to do any type of framing or you just want to make sure if there's ever really true hydrostatic pressure pushing on the foundation, that crack doesn't have a chance to shear open maybe next to the where we injected because obviously that's the weak spot in the wall. So what the technicians do when they're out there, they obviously are listening to the homeowner. They've heard that one crack's been repaired several times. That usually lets them know that, there's might be a foundation, you know, heaving, contracting, or flexing there, but not be structural issue, but more of just a pressure issue. So they're going to put the carbon mesh over that. So we're not coming out there every week, five, you know, years, three months, whatever, as that rips open again. So it's more of a structural repair injection on top of a water stoppage. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, sir. All right, John. Thank you. Hey, uh, John Courtney, um, this is the same fiber as a bulletproof vest, is it not? I mean, we're talking some high-tech stuff here. It is. I mean, obviously, uh, carbon, you know, the word has been around, uh, carbon fiber, I should say, uh, has been around for quite some time. And this is a multi-directional uh, that we use. A lot of people use one-directional or they have, you know, uh, a certain type of fiber. But you want to make sure... You have a multi-directional because you don't know which way that foundation is going to move. If it's going to move at the bottom, at the top, if it's going to separate sideways. You mm-hmm. So when we use it, you're absolutely right. The tensile, the tensile strength of the carbon fibers almost 10 times greater than steel, Scott. Wow. And for, you know, the old mindset back in the day was take big I-beams and stick it on the footing and lag it into the floor joist, and that's going to hold a wall. Well, they don't put the, the wood in to hold the concrete. It doesn't really work like that. The, the, con- <laughs> the concrete's poured to hold the wood. And, and so when you're relying on steel and wood to hold the foundation, you, you know there's going to be down the road issues with the flooring and the sill plates and things of that nature. So the technology of multidirectional carbon came to play because it's, A, less invasive. It's got more of a structural warranty with it, and we get Helitech 
have been successful, whether it's bowing walls, cracked foundations, rebar pops, to apply this product over it to stop the oxidization of the rebar, to stop the bowing of the wall, and really to, to give the structural integrity to that crack. So if somebody does want to finish the basement, they can have peace in mind that, well, I hope that doesn't rip open and leak in 10 years or something like that. You know, epoxy injection is a great solution. But if there's true hydrostatic pressure or things on the foundation that you're not relieving and getting the water away from, that pressure is just going to sit on that foundation, cause a cracking someplace else, or if not, shear it next to the crack that was injected. And that's yeah. where we at Helitech learned that by applying this mesh over it has cut down on any of those issues that we've ever ran into in our organization. It's important to note for, for listeners that uh, the injection product, you know, the epoxy and the earth, that's stronger than the concrete. So oftentimes, uh, you know, the crack will move over a little bit and break again. It so That's exactly right. I, and, and, and that's what we find. We find, like, you know, the crack we did is fine, you know, or let's say there's massive tree roots or hillsides. It, it just keeps popping it next to the crack mm-hmm. that we've done. And don't get me wrong. We at Helitech will give the lifetime warranty, and we'll go out there, and we'll fix the crack and keep fixing the crack. But eventually, we're going to have to have that conversation by let's apply the carbon fiber over it and be permanently done with whatever's pushing in this location. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't just a crack. This is a moving foundation. You got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, John, will you stick around, my friend? Absolutely, Scott. All right, home improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. John Courtney here with Helitech, Scott Mosby of KMOX. Uh, we've got all kinds of things happening today, so uh, beware. Uh, we have a snow water rain as of course and then eventually ice event tonight coming on cam wax phone lines are open for you 314-436-7900 toll free 800-925-1120 scott mosby john courtney at your service here on kmox all right folks home improvement scott mosby john courtney in the studio scott mosby here at your service uh keep in mind uh for now i know it's early in the season it's january if you're thinking of a room addition or a comprehensive sort of improvement for your home now is the time Uh, i know that sounds odd people tend to think about it once the flowers start to bloom and the grass gets green and the kids come out to play Uh, it takes a, a properly planned project takes months so if you're trying to get that done this season in 2020 uh, now is the time to begin Uh, it's very important because it takes a while to understand as a consumer what exactly do I want what are the options Uh, if I want that kitchen to be done at the same time as a room addition how would I tie together visually the indoors and the outdoors with the room addition how do I get the view at the kitchen sink or the kitchen for entertaining all those things it's just very important so my message for you is for a large-scale project anything that requires uh, blueprints uh, now is the time to get started I know it sounds kind of odd but uh, um, now's the time to launch that ship for a project that starts in the spring in 2020 Uh, let's go to the phone lines here and visit with my friend Ann hey Ann good afternoon welcome to lunch on KMOX how can I help Hi, good morning, Scott. Um, thank you for the opportunity to yes, talk ma'am. to John from Helitech. Um, we've had an ongoing situation in our um, finished, it's a split-level home, and in the family room, which of course is down in the, in the uh, kind of the basement of the home, um, 
under the windows, and it's two windows, um, we've had a, a leak for probably the last six or seven years. It just uh, all of a sudden started. And, um, <clears throat> of course, the wall is finished, and um, it just comes up at the baseboard. And um, <clears throat> I... I I know it's going to happen, so I, I try to watch for it, and I do have some towels there. So last night I got up about midnight, had it rained the last, what, two days, and I had been checking it constantly. And, um, yes, yeah, so a few of the towels were saturated, so I removed those, and then I got my uh, shop vac and, and vacuumed a little bit that I saw coming, a little, you know. Mm-hmm. And once I did sure. that, it stopped. Okay. It, n- that it never leaked after that. Now, it, it we've also had this situation when it pours on, like toward those toward that side of the house, we've had the leakage too. I don't know if it's a crack, or if it's the uh, foundation. What do you call the um, hydrostatic pressure? Because mm-hmm. if it was the hydrostatic pressure, would it just leak in in one? one little area or would would i see leakage all along that baseboard of that wall that's my question that's uh that's your 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 diagnosing is is pretty spot on generally if the water's coming in one spot and you've kind of said a thing that that triggered me you said a window area window frame areas are notorious of having a crack at the corners they are from the pressure of the load of the home over the years it's usually a weak spot in the foundation and sometimes you get a hairline crack that can develop there and what happens is when they frame it if it's you know they're using a two by four or or a one by and they put it there that kind of creates a channel so as the water comes through it can kind of channel left or right of that window but if it's isolated in let's say a, a five foot radius by the window Yes. It's going to be one or two things. It's either your grading's too high and it may be coming over uh, that window framing area. And if that's and that's something we'd have to look at. If that is not the case, then it would be uh, a probably a, a good chance it's probably a crack in the foundation, which is a very easy repair for us at Helitech. But to truly know, uh, we would have to take down a little piece in that section to really examine it. Uh, but you're right. If it's hydrostatic pressure, generally you're going to have it coming in a couple locations. Now, it's not uh, unlikely it could come in one, but, you know, we want to look at why it's coming in that one. It's the downspout draining right there to where it's letting the water come in that corner, and it might be just extending the downspout, or is mm-hmm. it... You know, it's one of those things where, you know, me, myself, would have to walk around the property, truly understand why is it specifically this area. But from what you've described, I would probably say it might be a foundation crack. But again, that's where if you call our offices, me or, or one of our estimators could come out there and take a look at that and, and really determine what's going on. But, right. uh, but one way or the other, that section would probably have to be taken down. Where would you make the... On the, in the drywall, where would you make the little section to look at it? Well, it, the, it, is it paneling? down or in the middle of the t- two windows? Well, I, I, it, without being there, it's hard to tell. Uh, is it paneling? Is it drywall that you it's have? drywall. Um, you know... The, you know, if you have a handyman, uh, maybe have them cut out maybe a, a one foot by one foot section in the in the area where you're seeing the dominant of the water that you're sucking up at, 
and mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Uh, and when you open it up, if this has been happening, like you said, over the years, that board at the base is going to start showing really rot or discoloration. And the darker the wood is, is usually where the, the culprit's coming in at. So it, it may have to, as you start cutting, you may have to take out a little bit more. But I would start at the base. You don't need to be high or low. Just be at the bottom because obviously the water pressure is going to push out at the bottom. So that's where I would try to cut right in that location to, to, to get a good good look at it. Now, granted, when one of our guys come out there, they can have a, a if you allow them, they can kind of cut through a little area to see if there's something going on in those locations uh, if you want. Right. But... Just, just to be clear, if it's hydrostatic pressure, mm-hmm. and of course, I, I think when I went down the first time, which about was about midnight, and then I stopped going down about 3 o'clock, and it still didn't leak, mm-hmm. um, it had, um, the rain, it was still raining, but not as heavily, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. maybe not blowing toward that window, I don't know, I can't tell you that for sure. Um, and the pressure could have stopped pushing in through the crack at that time. The water could still be on the outside, but not have enough hydrostatic pressure where it stopped uh, uh, leaching through that crack. Through the crack. But if it's hydrostatic, isn't it just there for a while because it's rained so much? And would it keep leaking? That's my pr- and, and without really being there, uh, okay. and I cannot, it's hard to tell that. It, it could be hydrostatic. Pre- like, so obviously if we open up the area that that yes. shows no cracking, then obviously the, it's either going to be, it's like a 50-50. Either it's going to be a crack or it's going to be hydrostatic. So okay. if the rainwater has stopped and the water stops pushing in, then the water table could be dormant where it's not pushing up anymore. That is one thought process. But okay. generally in my experience, if it's by a window uh, there's a good chance it may be a crack. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'll call Helitech and, and, and kind of would like you to come out if you do, if you still yeah. do that. Absolutely. Why don't you ask for, ask for John Courtney when you call in, and uh, the ladies there can set that up for me to come look at that for you. All right, John, I really appreciate, and Scott, appreciate your, both of your uh, time. Not a problem. All right. Bye okay. now. Okay, thanks. All right, back back to uh, the home improvement. Uh, uh, let's take a short pause and come back for this uh, for more on the Camwex Home Improvement Show on Camwex. All right, home indeed we are with the Helitech folks. Uh, John Courtney of Helitech stepping in to join us here in this very heavy rainfall situation, uh, g- turning to snow this afternoon, two to three this afternoon, and two to three inches expected. Down tonight to down in the lower 20s for temperatures and even colder in outlying areas. So it's going to turn to ice, all forms of ice. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, let's see what's happening with my friend on the phone uh lucy lucy you're still with us here on camel x yes hi scott good afternoon how are you i'm good how are you great thank you can i help yes so we've um been in our house for a little over 20 years and when it rains heavily we do have two spots in the basement on the unfinished area that leak and we've never we've cut the drywall out and never really done anything and then finally we had somebody come out to take a look but they said they thought it was probably a crack but we needed to cut the drywall back um but we kind of we started to do that but there's like this i don't know what it is it's i I don't know if it's a type of insulation but it's got like a silver coating on it and it seems hard so we were leery like we don't really you know know what it is or how to cut it or 
Can you, hmm. does, is that something Helotech would do if they came out or, you know, kind of cut through that so we could see if there is a crack behind the drywall? Sounds like hard, hard foam insulation, yeah. Scott. Yeah. Uh, Go on back. See, how can you help us, John? Well, it, it, yeah. I mean, th- what that is, it is an insulation, ma'am. Uh, a lot of times we'll see them in crawl spaces, and some builders do put them in homes. Uh, it's just another form of uh, of an insulation that can be cut through, actually be cut through easier, is easily than it is just the standard insulation. Uh, it just takes a box knife and, and cuts through there, and it can actually be reset back in, uh, so it's not really wasted. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that it, it can be cut open. Oh, okay. Um, and how far, What? how do we determine, do we just cut up like a foot and then from the bottom and then see if we see a crack and keep going? Or? That, that's exactly it. Once you see the okay. crack, then just expose the crack from top to bottom. Uh, and even if, okay. you, even if you just want to expose it enough to get uh, one of our representatives over there to look at it, they can at least draw it up. And by the time the, the crew gets there to get it taken care of, then you can have a little bit more time to remove the rest of it. They just need to, we need to validate that, A, it's a crack and it's not hydrostatic pressure or something else going on. Okay. And you don't cut it. Like we need to have either us do it or a handyman cut that. Generally, uh, typically we we can cut it. Absolutely. Uh, We can have our operations come in and cut it. Um, But generally when we're doing the inspection, we'll just cut out a portion to try to find it. And, mm-hmm. and then, but we don't do the putback. That's because you usually got to paint the wall and mud and tape, and then we rely on actually yeah, the, the no, people in the yeah. the building industry to do that. If you got a handyman right. or uh, somebody from even maybe Mosby Building and Arts could help you out there. But um, right. it, it's one of those things where we can kind of remove it to to do an examination, and then uh, then from there, if you need our gentleman to come and take it out the rest of the way before uh, they inject a crack, that's not a problem at all. Okay, can I ask one other quick question? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay, so we have a daughter who's buying a new home, and she's going to have the basement finished. And it has like a, I think if you finish the basement, I think it said like a lifetime warranty on leakage or whatever. Is that um, a good idea to finish it while it's being built, or is that so Uh, far? If it's got the lifetime warranty on it, you need to know what that lifetime warranty is actually covering. Um, and okay. there's nothing wrong finishing a basement. Um, maybe before she finishes it, if she would want to have somebody like from our office just come and do an examination and make sure everything looks fine, there's there's nothing wrong with that. We do a lot of home inspections for realtors and people of that nature before they buy the home, um, and they can come and examine to say, hey, it looks fine. Your drainage looks fine. You know, I see no issues at this time to, to go ahead and finish that. Now, obviously, we don't have a crystal ball of something 10, 15 years down the road happens, but at that time, we can at least give them somewhat a peace of mind. Oh, okay. All righty. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, and does that pertain, would they do that? Like if this is new construction, would they come out? Well, it, typically, I don't see most builders will put in a drainage tile system or, or some type okay. of a, a, a what we call a general system that you know that they'll put in there, um, and mm-hmm. it's really just whatever the warranty states. You know, just want to make sure you okay. read through that if the basement gotcha. floods and it's due to the drainage issue that they're responsible for for fixing okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. All right, Lucy. Uh-huh. Thanks for the call. Thank All you. Right. Uh, next up, let's visit with Bill. Hey, Bill. Good afternoon. Welcome to KMOX. Hello. How can we help? Yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. Uh, I'm up in uh, Hillsborough, Illinois area, and I've got a house that's a little over 100 years old. It's a uh, small bungalow. And the basement, uh, the walls halfway up are concrete. The other half is basically brick, which is about three to, two to three bricks thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is leakage in it, of course, over the years. And this happens when we have heavy rains. 
I have put dirt up to the foundation and tired of taper things away, but when we get the rains like we just got, you've still got it coming in. My basic that I'm thinking about is also the fact of tuck pointing the brick because the you figure you've got about two to three feet of the brick going into the basement wall that is pot where the leakage is probably coming from. And if that's something that Helotech looks into, or yeah, we don't do tuck the tuck pointing. That's more of going to be in the mason uh, category there. But with what you've described, a lot of times what we do have solutions for, and if it's feasible, is we'll excavate around that area and we'll apply mm-hmm. a fiber tar membrane. And with that, we put a polymer over the top of that and basically kind of like a reverse pool liner, if you would. And we seal okay. that so that water doesn't have a chance to penetrate through that clay brick. And so, okay. and then we kind of take that down and kind of seal that onto the, the poured concrete portion. So we're basically putting this membrane on the outside to keep that water at bay from, from moving in through that. Now, is that membrane put above ground also, or is it just below ground? It can be both. It, uh, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And then the other issue is with the yard, with it being a, a street within the city, uh, you've got the issue of standing water. Uh, when we get rain like this, like I said, there's like a small pond in our side of their house uh, in the yard next to us. And I'm sure that's where part of the leakage is coming from. I've, like I said, I've stopped a lot of the leakage with, you know, building up around the foundation, but I've got an area in the front of the house. I just, I just cannot get it to stop. Well, that's where we can and, come in with. We actually have some yard drainage areas with our hydrate drainage system. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it can it, it will move about five gallons of water in six seconds. It is rapidly fast. It is a pretty, pretty slick product that we have. Uh, we are very successful using it for sports field drainages on top of thousands of res- residential homes. And we use it a lot in this situation where people have negative grade from the neighbors that are coming into their home, and they can't do anything about the neighbor. So the best right. thing that they can do is reroute that water, and then we try to uh, pipe that to where the lowest part of the yard is to let that naturally flow with the gravity. So we do okay. have external drainage solutions to help alleviate that. Okay. Uh, is it, can I have one more question, possibly? Absolutely. Uh, Bill, we're running uh, this, out of time. Oh, We've got about a minute total. Okay, Scott, this is a quick one. Uh, this is water backing up in a sewage line in the basement. This is not in this house, but it, uh, I heard you say last week, I believe, the possibility of a stack pipe in the sewer to raise the elevation of the water to where it possibly would not back up into the basement. Yeah, it's kind of a gasket standpipe that uh, seals up. Or there's a test plug where you literally put a rubber gasket with a wing nut on it that can seal mm-hmm. that up as well. That's another way to do it. That, 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 would you recommend, which one would you recommend? Because the seal nut is just going to make a pressure situation. Well, they both are. Frankly, the standpipe, if it falls over, gets bumped over or something like that, you've got a, a world of trouble there on a gushing, you know, that you can't stop. Mm-hmm. So, again, right. I, I can't recommend one over the other. It's like John Courtney. You need to see it to make a recommendation. Correct. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Bill. Hey, John, right. thanks for coming in today. Well, we've got about uh, 40 more seconds here. Uh, anything you want to say in the closing 10 or 20 seconds? No, Scott, thanks for having us on and having Helotech a part of what you do. And if anybody has any water issues, feel free to call us at 1-800-246-9721.
Thank you. John Courtney, Helitech, a uh, very timely visit today. Uh, John, blessings to you uh, in the post-holiday season, and have a very good new year. Same to you and your family, Scott. All right. John Courtney, Helitech, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Uh, thank you for joining us, folks. Good luck with the snow, the rain, the ice. Uh, be prepared and be safe out there. Remember, tune into to for all your breaking news here on KMOX.